Hey, hey, water coolians. Welcome to the first official episode of Water Cooler Talk. Now, in complete clarity, I am recording this episode's introduction and corrections over two years later, September 29th, 2020, to be exact. So if this is your first episode, welcome. <laughs> it gets better. Or if you're just hopping back to the beginning for some nostalgic reasons, maybe you caught our episode with Felipe. There are a few small changes you may or may not notice. As the show continues to grow and reach a wider audience, I thought it was important to revisit past episodes, clean up the conversations a bit, add an additional audio where needed, but mostly add in corrections to ensure factual accuracy and improve the overall quality of the audio to make revisiting old episodes a, just, just a little bit easier on the ears. <laughs> there was some uh, a rough audio quality episodes in the mix early on, but uh, I think my audio skills have gotten much better since then. Uh, having listened back to this episode in particular, I remember recording it in a blanket tent type setup. Uh, now, you know, we have a studio, uh, but I remember, I remember this blanket for it did not have the forethought to wash the blankets beforehand. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan, for that. But I just didn't think about it. It was, man, it was cramped. Ryan and I were huddled over a small fold-up table with, you know, a cheap mic recording an episode and just talking about some strangeness. I've been lucky enough to have Ryan on the show many times after, but a special thank you to him for being a guinea pig and kind of helping work out all those minor details. I mean... As I mentioned, we've had him on the show a few times, and every time he's like, you know what? It just keeps getting better and better. So hopefully, we keep getting better and better. And I think it's also important to mention, I frequently mention it, but the latest episode of the podcast is the most accurate version of myself. If you want to know who I am in this current moment, listen to the last episode. That's my most truthful self. Having the chance to go back and listen to this episode Sure, sure, the content comes across much differently than how the show is formatted today. The conversations are a bit different, but I have no plans of editing the conversations to make myself sound or come across better. This is who I was at that time, and I think it's important to have these time capsules to show how people's opinions can change. For the better? Who knows? Uh, only, only time can answer that question. So for those who decided on the first episode of Water Cooler Talk being this episode, welcome. For those who are revisiting an old episode, maybe we just want a huge award and you want to see where it all began, welcome back. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this is Water Cooler Talk episode one, titled Dolphin Sex with Ryan Beal. Enjoy. This is the story of a podcast that takes weird news from across the world. And while many of these stories may seem fake, they're absolutely not because they're real. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is not your mom's podcast. This is Water Cooler Talk. Today, we are joined by a special guest host, Ryan Beal. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Adam. Thanks for having me. Well, are you excited to talk about some crazy stories? Oh, man, I am so ready. Are you excited to be on Water Cooler Talk, the only such podcast on the internet where we take strange and interesting Real life news stories and break them down so you have something to talk about around the water cooler at work tomorrow. Adam, it's a dream come true. If someone asked you the elevator pitch of your life to let our audience know, what would it be? 15 to 20 second pitch. Oh, my God. Oh, that is a tough question. I'm flying. I am lighting shit up and I'm loving every minute of it. That's it. Love it. So how did we meet? Let's get some background on our 
relationship because we actually met at work. Well, you were already there when I started. You you'd already been established at uh, this establishment. I think it was Ant-Man was just coming out. Oh, and we yes. were like, let's go see Ant-Man. Actually, originally, I think we started talking about Drew Brees. Right. Yeah, we probably started with Saints football. Fans. And I, I can't shut up about Drew Brees for more than a second. Uh, I wish he had come to the Vikings, man. That was, uh, we are so close. We are so close to getting him, but it's still great that he's a part of the Saints. Um, yeah, so we probably started talking about Drew Brees. And then that led to superheroes, because why not? He's a superhero. Uh, and that led to going to see Ant-Man. That was dope. That was a good movie. I did like the first Ant-Man. I totally forgot about Ant-Man. That is some bringing back some history. All right. Well, this is how it works. We have four stories today for real life news stories. All these stories are real. People ask me on the street, Adam, do you guys make up these stories on the spot? I tell them I'm not that funny. These are all real. So let's get right into it. Story number one. Numero uno. This is the title of the article. The shape of water would have been less popular if she fucked a dolphin, reports one guy who once fucked a dolphin. This is from the AV Club. Oh, man. I can't imagine any desire to want to fuck a dolphin. I've never seen a dolphin and be like, that's... That's something I want to put my dick in. And I've heard they're pretty aggressive, too. They're brutal. They, they, they. Yeah, dolphin when they rape fuck, they is fuck a very hard. common yeah. thing. <laughs> have you seen The Shape of Water? I have. Yes, what, I did What see were your it. thoughts? I loved it. I thought it was, I, I definitely understood why it won Best Picture. I, it might not have been, like, my favorite movie of all time, but it definitely was, uh, it was a good, good story. Yeah, it also won Best Director, Best Original Score, and Best production design the score was very good yeah they did incorporate the score quite a bit with she brought records to the asset or the fish man and um and they would listen to him and it was a good good score so you would recommend the movie uh, yeah definitely i would see it try to see it in theaters that's always more fun but i mean it's worth a red box for those of you who have not seen the shape of water it is a story set in baltimore 1952 or is it 1652 no it's 1952 1952 i guess yeah. the 1652 <laughs> would be a little far the story follows a mute female custodian, Eliza or Elisa? Uh, it's Eliza. Yeah, Eliza. Okay. Heavy Cold War uh, aspect. Like, it's all, all worrying about the Russians. Eliza is played by Sally Hawkins at a high-security government laboratory who falls in love with a captured human-like amphibian creature played by Doug Jones, who... You have a uh, story yeah. about Doug Jones. I, I potentially could have met Doug Jones. He came to my college and uh, did a presentation. I knew all about it. And I decided that uh, sitting in my uh, apartment smoking weed was a more fun evening. But I wish I had gone. I now I have all these friends who have pictures with him. And I'm like, man, that guy is awesome. And Doug Jones, he's played. he played the guy with the eyes on his hands. Yeah, and yeah, labyrinth. Hand labyrinth. And then he also played the fish creature in Hellboy with Ron Perlman. Right. Yeah, he was that. There's other ones, too. I don't even know. A Those lot are of the two that I know him from. Right, personally. yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, he's amazing. He's awesome uh, character actor monster. Yeah, but The Shape of Water did really well. It had a budget of $19.5 and made $148.4 at the box office. Didn't It didn't look like it took a whole lot of money to make. I mean, there were some big scenes where they had like a big like, tank of water where they had to have them like swimming around in. And definitely the makeup would have cost a ton of money because that was like full body makeup with crazy moving eyes. Like, looked pretty, pretty impressive with the makeup. Well, speaking of the makeup, that goes perfectly into how attractive this fish-like creature is. So, we're going to get to the dolphin fucker. People are waiting, they're listening, they're sitting at their diet. They mentioned dolphin fucker When are we going to get the dolphin fucker? So, recently, self-described zoophile Malcolm Brenner reviewed the movie's so there's a sex scene in the movie. Yep, yep. So this guy, Malcolm Brenner, reviewed 
the sex scene during a piece from the Huffington Post and stated, Given the course of the development of their relationship, it seems sort of natural. Although I must say, I find a dolphin a lot more sexier than that thing was. Then again, I'm not your Eliza. Maybe you have to take it where you can get it. As long as, apparently, the object of your desire is a featherless biped. We're not going to let a few gills or scales stand in the way of true romance. There was quite a few sex scenes in this movie. and uh, With the fish creature. Well, there was at least, I think there was at least two fish creature things. She definitely floods her whole bathroom to have sex with this thing underwater. And it really, it ruins the whole apartment. All of her neighbors should be really, really upset with her because this was just irrational and just a bad choice. I don't think it really would have worked. You know, all she did was put some towels on the door and all of a sudden water above their heads in this full bathroom. Structurally, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But I mean, she got what she wanted. She she definitely did not leave upset. But yeah, there's a lot of sex scenes. There's the villain has sex in this thing. She starts out the movie just uh, fapping away the whole t- Yeah, right away, right in the bathtub. So maybe there's a water connection there where she likes to do her business in the bathtub. And so she found a fish man and made it happen. Well, before we move on, I want to dive a little deeper into like Mr. Brenner, the guy who had sex with the dolphin. So so there's two theories of thoughts when it comes to attractions towards animals. There's what he claims to be a zoophile, and then there's bestiality. So the definition basically say a zoophile is someone who is attracted to an animal, where bestiality is someone who is attracted to an animal and acts on that and attraction. Then acts on it. Yeah, I guess that's, a, that's the best description of it, but you really... Zoophiles, they're just one step away from bestiality. Yes. You know, and I don't think that a lot of them would be stopped by it. So I think once you describe yourself as a zoophile, you're might as well describe yourself it's as bestiality. Like, that's, it's like that's your it's thing like you're addiction. into. It's like, oh, it's, I'm fine right. doing this. And then next month you're on the street yeah. having sex with dolphins. Definitely. Yeah. They're going to be breaking into SeaWorld. Well, I have, I, I have a, I have a little game for you. We like to do small little quiz show games here. Would you have sexual relations with any of these animals? And you have to choose one. All right. All right. You have a lion, a horse, a kangaroo, a walrus, a bear, a chimpanzee, or a dog. All very aggressive animals. Yes. Every one of them would just absolutely love me trying to... Uh, the, the funny thing is, any of these to get some applicants for this game, I had to type in sexiest animals into Google. So I'm sure the FBI guy watching me is probably like, what is what is this guy doing? This NSA agent is having a great day. So you got to choose one of those. All right. Uh, what was what was after kangaroo? There was kangaroo. A walrus. Walrus. Walrus would be a good cuddle. Yeah, after. I think I think I would go with walrus. It seems like the. Like, it'd still be very aggressive, you know? Like, those are scary, big animals. But, you know, they're not very quick. Yeah, they kind of just roll around as long as they're out of water. But I guess it's, it's, I feel like I'm being aggressive now. Like, I'm forcing myself on this animal. But I can't imagine an animal wanting it. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'd go with walrus. Walrus. I'd go with a bear. Because I feel like that would be badass. If you could fuck a bear, you that would be a story to tell. That would be like one of my comfy. highlights of my life. Well, moving on. Let's, let's get back into Brenner. So he wrote a book in 2010 titled Wet Goddess, which explores his relationship and eventual sexual relationship with a dolphin named Dolly in the 1970s. He didn't get raped. Dolphins commonly rape people. He didn't get raped. He courted this dolphin. He took her out for dinner. 
And then he took her back home and banged her brains out. He described courting Dolly as she would rub her genital slit. Mom turned on the podcast. She would rub her genital slit against me and I tried to push her away. She would get very angry with me. One time when she wanted to masturbate on my foot and I wouldn't let her, she threw herself on top of me and pushed me down to the 12 foot bottom of the pool. So basically this sounds like the worst National Geographic episode ever. This sounds like the movie uh, Misery where... He's basically Stockholm syndrome. He has Stockholm he, he syndrome fell in love from with this captive, from this dolphin, dolphin that's basically been trying to rape him. He's like, oh, maybe I should try to fall back in love with. Does her. he have any interaction? I imagine this guy is all alone with this dolphin. Like yes. he, this is him and this dolphin are the only things that interact with each other. Well, let me tell you the description of his book on Amazon, and maybe that will explain his situation a little better. Said at the height of Vietnam protests, Jimi Hendrix and LSD, Wet Goddess, is a story of strange encounters, awkward misadventures, and ultimately love. So he was on LSD hard. Okay, guaranteed. yeah, that, that that makes more sense then. He had to do LSD a few times, right? It sounds like he tried this a couple times and sometimes yeah. were good, sometimes were bad. Yeah, he, he, he did study, his job was to study dolphins and then he ended up having this sexual relationship with Dolly the dolphin. Do you want to know the rating of his book on Amazon? Can I guess? Yeah. Three and a half stars. What? Do you have the book? I don't. You're reading it right now. I'm just saying there's definitely people, plenty of people out there who just stumbled across this and were like, I'll see what this book's about. You know, maybe do they have the audio version or any kind of... Uh, Actually, they do, but it's only in dolphins. Only in dolphins, only the... But I was reading, I would highly recommend if anyone's interested in this book is to read some of the reviews people wrote on Amazon. They're quite entertaining. But going back to uh, Mr. Brenner... His whole review on The Shape of Water, because he believes having sex with a dolphin is better than having sex with Doug Jones, is this is the the perfect example of the goat fucker situation. No matter what you do, you're going to be known as that goat fucker. You could cure cancer and no one's going to no one's going to care. Right. You're the you're the goat fucker who happened to cure cancer. I really hope I go down as the guy who did, never fucked goats. I want that to be on my tombstone. Ryan Beal. Ryan Beal. Did not fuck any goats the guy or any animals. Stayed away from animals. <laughs> yeah, just, you know what? He, he just avoided that whole topic. Yeah. But if you are interested in knowing more, Ryan, there is actually a documentary on Mr. Brenner's love. It's called Dolphin Lover, and it's either on Netflix or HBO. I don't, you, you have both of those. There's just this whole world out there of information that I had no idea was available to me about fucking animals. Have well, you specifically ever... dolphins, too. It seems like dolphins are a very popular animal to fuck. They're very horny. I think they're Maybe one of the just horniest... Guy who I wrote think they're one lot. of the horniest <laughs> animals in the animal kingdom, actually. Well, any, any final words on Mr. Brenner putting his two cents, not his penis, because it's not a dolphin, into a review of The Shape of Water? A one man's preference is his own thing. <laughs> I don't think it re- relates to the movie, with the exception of the asset being able to breathe underwater in the movie do they make you relate with the eliza character so you're like you know what if i was in that situation maybe i would do this they she is she's a mute girl she's broken so that's like her that's her thing is that he doesn't see her as being broken and so that that's kind of where the love comes from it's not really the and like it's her getting over the fact that he's a fish, I think. But it doesn't take her long. She she really jumps right into that pool. She was kind of on the fence. She was a zoophile. I think then... so. I think she's already like checked out some fish or something. Maybe dolphin's the way to go and he's on to something. All right. Are you ready for story number two? Let's do it. I'm going to start off with a question. 
Have you made any drunk purchases? When you are drunk, have you bought things that you normally wouldn't when you are sober? I I wouldn't make I don't make drunk purchases, but I've definitely made stone purchase, purchases, which are I think worse because I definitely remember making the purchase, but they're still terrible. They're still stupid and I and What's the worst thing you've bought that you can recall? The worst thing I bought well, let me I got I got to look it up. I'd probably say these weird little berry tablets that they're they're supposed to make other things taste like berries i guess they kind of worked they're okay but everything's still like they were, you, the the ad was like or the the idea was that you could eat this berry tablet thing and you could drink all night and it would just taste like berries you know it'd just be delicious and it did not work and well i mean still stuff still tasted like it tasted but it just had a berry taste to it so you know it wasn't it wasn't that great and it, i was definitely misled by me getting excited about these comments and and the description on the Amazon page. So this is from marketwatch.com. America has a billion dollar drunk shopping problem. And just to clarify, this is both online and in person. Because when I first jumped into the article, I thought pure online, because I can see a lot of online drunk purchases. But then boom, got into it. They started talking about people buying food when they're drunk. I've done that so many times. I've definitely bought food tons of times. That just counts. Like, well, Apparently I mean, that counts. I guess, but I need that food. That food is something that I've never but regretted. Would you need it sober? The six slices of cake I probably bought at some point is not something I need. Yeah, but... I feel like a lot of the time I don't need that 4 a.m. Taco Bell. Oh my God, they're always, I, I feel like I never regret them though. <laughs> the next, I guess sometimes if I'm, if it's bad Taco Bell, but well, does that ever happen? Right. Let's I be honest. It, I guess the older I get, the more my stomach hurts the next morning. So that is true. That's that is but. true. They used to have these cinnamon balls filled with like some type of cream. They're really good. Cinnamon balls with cream. Interesting. They sound good. They were delicious. Like you cream get puffs them, just covered in cinnamon. And you get yeah. them warm and they're, oh man. This is a Taco Bell item? Yeah. And they also uh, have- I only remember the cinnamon twist, the, like the mini churro yeah, things that were- not not the greatest. They're, they're, as, a kid, as they're a crispy. Kid, I thought they were good. Do you ever have churros? Churros are the best. Yes, I've had churros. I go, I've yeah. had churros. There's, there's some good uh, swap meets out in California where they have churro stands that will blow your socks off. Is there any good churro places in Minnesota that you want to shout out right oh now? Oh my gosh, I have no idea. Honestly, I have not found a good churro in a long time, but I'm sure they're out there. Check Lake Street, East Lake Street. That's where, that's where the best churros are probably found. I feel like Taco Taxi should have churros. Taco Taxi is delicious. Is that a taco truck? It's a taco truck and uh, taco restaurant. Anyways, back to the story. America has a billion dollar drunk shopping problem. So a survey of 2,000 adults from shopping comparison site finder.com, they found that Americans spend an average of, I'll, I'll let you guess, how much money do you think people spend on average per year on drunk purchases, including online, food, and gambling? Total number across the country of money spent while intoxicated. Yes. Do you want to range or do you just want to free ball it? I'm going to free ball it. I'm thinking, uh, but I, I am going to, I'm, I'm going to give you a range. I'm going to give you a range. Okay. Uh, got so, it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say anywhere between 50 to $65,000 a year. What? No, of, of a single American. Oh, oh, I thought you meant across, I said across the country. You're still way off because it's in the billions. It was in the title. Wow. Billions. Oh, my God. So per that. person, what do you think the yearly average is on drunken spending? Per person and it's in the billions? Well, no, per, yes. 
I think there's 323 million people in. If you want to do that oh, quick math, I have no idea. Now, now it's way too much. I, I miss. I, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the average American spends 448 dollars per year in drunk purchases, nearly doubling 2016's average. Okay. So, like throughout That's the year, a quite a lot of money. That 500 bucks money. for a year. I mean, I'm rounding up, but still. Well, we're both men, right? Right. I would safely assume I can say that men are responsible for spending much more. 564 dollars compared to women at 282. So men are more likely to buy things when they're drunk. I also think men get drunk more. uh, Maybe, I mean, when it comes to food, maybe men just don't care as much. So I'm more willing to buy cake and and chunks of cake and chunks of cheese and stuff late at night. And not worry about the figure or yeah, what not think, think about think it about as much, you. I guess. So maybe the, more than my female counterpart. But I mean, maybe I'm just speculating. All right. So what generation are you a part of? Because you are... I, I'm technically a millennial. right? 28. 28. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm technically a millennial. I think millennials started in 84, right? 85. And they ended in like nine or in 2000. I, I know say. I'm considered a millennial. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty sure. What I'm, would you I'm consider millennial. generation X? I think generation X was before us, right? Before millennials. Okay. So that's like 30 to 40. Yeah. So 45. like anybody born between 1975 and 85, I want to say. Okay. So these numbers make sense. So generation X spends the most at $738 per person, more than triple that of millennials who spend $206. So that makes sense probably because generation X, they have careers, they have yeah, jobs, they're at a they point have where money, they can make it. Yeah. And most millennials, they're just turning 21 in like a year or two. Ago. Right. Yeah. And they're college student kids who aren't going to be spending crazy yeah, amount so of money. Young. So what are people buying? So like I said, food is the biggest one. 61% of shoppers say they drunkenly buy food. Yeah, that's I'm easy. definitely like, included. Everybody in gets hungry when they're drunk. You want to guess the other two? The other two, I want to say clothes. Yep. And Dogs. They're buying dogs. No gambling. Ah, oh, gambling. You know, well, going I mean, to Vegas, getting drunk, throwing an extra few bucks. I've never been there. gambling where I didn't have a few drinks. So I guess that, that's a way to spend money. All right. How about this? This is in the hundreds of billions. How much do you think Americans spent on alcohol in 2016? Oh, I have no idea. Just, just give me a $225 billion spent on alcohol in 2016. Well, restaurants and bars buying their share of liquor and everything. That's That's got to go into the into the equation and i feel like even in minnesota we're seeing there's so many more micro breweries oh yeah they're popping up every day everywhere all over the place and distilleries too there's tons of distilleries popping up to continue on the average american household spends about 970 dollars per year in alcohol and about four thousand dollars on groceries i mean alcohol is more expensive so that those figures people aren't buying you know a quarter of their money on alcohol. But how do we stop the downfall? What would be what would be your solution to stop people from drunkenly buying shit? You just have to you turn off Amazon after 11 That's o'clock. That's true. Amazon no is a gateway Amazon. drug to That's buy. That's what I always things. figure when I think about drunk shopping. It's uh, the the person at home with a half glass of wine now yeah, there are and a few they're, they're away into like, like people I need buying... this new phone cover or like Bitsy needs a new Suit. I'm gonna buy my dog this tiny little tuxedo. Yeah, that was one of the examples of a, is a, was a woman buying her cat like a yeah yeah policeman's outfit. That's what I think about. There is an app though, Drink Pay D R N K Pay, which connects to your debit card and limits users' purchases if they have spent a certain amount at a bar in a given night. That's also kind of a cry for help. 
Like if you're hitting that limit more than once a week, you really need to reevaluate. If you some need shit. an app to control your drunk <laughs> spending, yeah, like, you I probably cannot, should be looking into reality. I'm going out rehab. so much that I cannot control where my card ends up. That's bad news, bears. All right, are you ready to get controversial? I'm ready. Are you ready to talk minimum wage? All right. Because you ooh, still ooh, make minimum wage. You live in your mom's basement. It's just a sad story over there for you. Right. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm really declining in life. <laughs> this is from KII TV, South Texas. Flippy the burger flipping robot is on a break already. Oh, they're stealing our jobs. They're stealing our jobs. The burger flipping robot that threatens to supplant short order cooks has taken his first extended break because of. Dun, 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 humans. A Cali group that operates Cali Burger. Have you ever been to Cali Burger? You are from California. No, I've never heard of Cali Burger. I think it actually might be newer. Yeah, it sounds like something like Smash Burger or My Burger. They're, those things are popping up and they're all very high end yeah, five hamburgers. Stuff. They developed yeah, yeah, a human burgers. replacing robot that could grill as many as 2,000 burgers a day. Have you ever been a grill cook? Yeah, yeah, I have run a grill. How many, how many burgers do you think you could grill in a day? Just a rough estimate. Well, I guess a grill. The grill that I would use probably could fit up to a dozen patties at a time if I was fast enough to flip all those patties before they got severely ruined. I don't know if I could. There'd be like, probably like half of them would come out really good. And then the other half would be like, oh, that's a little crispy. When the news of Flippy went viral, the group realized it needed to spend more time on training humans to keep up. This is what one of the Cali group people said. While Flippy was able to hold up its end of the deal, the restaurant workers would always fall short when it came to preparing the patties for the grill and then piling on lettuce and other fixings on the burger after. So what was happening is the burgers flipping 2,000 burgers a day. It's going crazy, but the human workers can't keep up with it no as way, far as yeah. making the burger. And I've I've seen the back of a fast food joint. There's no way they're even keeping up with a thousand. Yeah, no way. That burger or that 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 robot is kicking their asses. And why not have them back there? It's cheaper. I mean, except for you gotta pay with maintenance guy. That robot's gonna break. And I bet that grease is messing with it. Did they factor in that when they were making that? Well, uh, there's that? a there's a video of this thing working. I originally thought it'd be like a conveyor where like you yeah. put the patty on, it goes into an oven, it cooks it, boom, it comes out the other side. But it's actually Actual like hand, like a robot hand. This is horrible this visuals for two, a podcast. Two spatulas for hands, basically. It's just one spatula. It's oh, really? 2000. It's one thing. And it, apparently it uses heat sensors to pick up when, when, the, done. when it's done. So it can flip it, boom, put it off. It can do 2000 a day. Wow. I would highly recommend watching the video. The future. I wonder how good those burgers are. I bet they're pretty good. Is he also seasoning those burgers or is it just That's plain? the thing someone mentioned is like if a Who's bug, doing all this prep? Huh? If a bug gets in there, how is that thing supposed to know it's cooking? Not- oh man, I bet they're definitely cooking up some fry- flies there, If man. it's Wendy's, there's a finger in there. Definitely popping in some chicken heads or something. Man, like- do you remember when Wendy's, that woman found that finger in the Wendy's? I think it was I a scam, was it? That. I don't know. I thought it was real. I definitely remember it because I was going to Wendy's heavy at that time. And then I heard about that. I was like, maybe I should take a break from the redhead. This is actually a good time to uh, cut in for our sponsor. Do you guys like Wendy's? Today's sponsor is Wendy's. Hot and juicy redheads. Hot and juicy redhead. Make sure to get your square burger that does not have fingers in it. Oh, but they're so good. Is it is it Wendy's that has a Baconator? Yeah, they have all the Baconator is out of this world. I'm a big fan of their value menu. They have a very good value menu. Solid value menu. They do that four for four deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're definitely promoting Wendy's hard right now. But They are an actual sponsor, by the way. Really? That's why everything in this studio is (laughs) Wendy's. Literally eating a Baconator right now. 
Well, let's so well, let's good. talk more about robots. So so far, use of robots in restaurants has been has only been a publicity stunt. So it just places, hey, we got Flippy the McFlip flipper. Oh, but they're Flip. coming hard. They're coming, they are coming they're hard. Take but so job. far, it's just been PR. Zoom Pizza. Have you heard of Zoom Pizza in San Francisco? Yeah, yeah, I have heard of Zoom Pizza. They use a robot to cook their pies and also to make their salad. Have you ever seen that Family Guy reference where they're the pizza shop is they're making the salad? Okay, four pizzas and a salad. Salad? How do you make a salad? First, you throw in the whole head of lettuce. Even the hard-to-eat white part at the bottom? That's what the people want. Now, what else? I got a can of whole black olives. Should I slice them up? What are you, crazy? No, you keep them whole. You're going to want to know you've got an olive in your mouth. What about this tomato? Cut it into thirds. It should be big enough to pretend you've got red teeth. How about this carrot? Should I cut it up? Yes, but very thin lengthwise. The whole length of the carrot. One thin slice. Okay, what else do we got? Well, we got these hot peppers, but you can't really eat them. No problem. Dump them all in. Now, should we put it in a bowl? No, let's put it in a lasagna tray. Okay, great. I'll take it. Oh, and make sure to stick it right on top of the pizza so it stays nice and warm. Hello, every pizza place. <laughs> That's what it always reminds me of when there's a robot. Just or whenever I hear about there's a no, pizza no place making to salad, it, yeah. like, they have no idea why are they making salad. I'm never gonna get anything baked with love from a robot. Speaking of robots in the workplace, according to a study by the Pew Research Center, 75% of Americans said it is at least somewhat realistic that robots will eventually perform most of our jobs. Are you included in that 75%? I definitely think a robot could most likely do my job. My, do you think they'll uh, be able to at one point do all of our jobs? I don't know about all of our jobs, but they're you talked, definitely You talked about up. the maintenance on a robot. Right, yeah. We could make a robot that can that do maintenance on robots. But then you got to get a maintenance robot for that maintenance robot it's just robots on robots and robots just a robot russian nesting doll well the interesting thing when it comes because i've heard the most talk about not even robots but pay stations that are automated is in fast food and the interesting thing is in the last decade fast food jobs rose 40 percent faster than healthcare construction and manufacturing jobs for fast food is on the rise and i think it's because i think there's a correlation with obesity in america interesting you think there's a correlation so chubby kids are i think trying to more, get their money back by going to work well, i think for... there is more no i'm saying i think there is more fast food joints okay I, oh yeah there's more fast food joints needing more employees because yes. we're so obese and it does make sense fast food is a much easier option eating wise i want to see mcdonald's on every corner i don't want to go home and make something when i can just go to mcdonald's get a whopper not a whopper not a, a whopper Mac. yeah close <laughs> one all right so let's get into it let's get controversial all right the minimum wage debacle the fight for 15 dollars an hour where do you stand oh it's crazy that 15 could be the new minimum wage i well, had to work so hard to get to 15 currently 725 an hour is average across the united right. states 787 an hour in minnesota and then the highest is in the District of Columbia is 11.50. But where do you stand? I started at 7.25 working at Target, Target back in the day when I was 15. So that was over 10 years ago. So the fact that it hasn't gone up is pretty scary. I don't know if I was getting the average. I think I was getting a little bit more then. But I definitely think I don't understand how anybody could survive on that if you're trying to raise a family or anything. And there's definitely people who work at McDonald's and have to work at other places too who are trying to raise families. And how do they expect to make a living doing it with that with that amount of money? It's just not going to happen. Well, there's, here's, there's like, it's like creating more poverty even though they're working their asses off all day. Here's where I'm playing devil's advocate. I think the minimum wage should be raised. I do not think it be, should be raised for fast food workers. I believe a fast food job like a fryer or a cook or something that you start off is not 
a career job. Being a right. manager yeah. is a career job. Being a franchisee owner is a career job. But flipping burgers for a career is not right. They should something they you should, should be, support your family on. You shouldn't be working there much past like high school. Like once that's once, exactly like it's a great job to help you pay for college, and you can definitely rock it through college. But honestly, you should be getting out of there. As soon as you can. Yeah, it's the perfect job for high school students, for college students who are trying to make an extra few bucks. But I don't, I really don't think it's a career job. It's almost more of like a transition job where it's exactly like a, just to get like that a, work a experience that you job, can say, yeah. "Hey, I've worked something before. to add to a resume." Where, but I do think jobs where you can build a career into, or that are career jobs that are getting paid like twelve bucks, thirteen bucks an hour, I think those should be raised. Well, I think this kind of plays into should we be offering more rehabilitation for prisoners and ex-convicts because a lot of the people like a lot of people that work at mcdonald's or fast food i would imagine are probably um ex-convicts or or have been through the penal system in some way and have a very hard time finding a job that's a career even though you're past that point where you're pat you like yeah you probably worked at mcdonald's a long time and then you had to spend some time somewhere else in jail or something like that and now you're back nobody's gonna hire you because you went to jail except for mcdonald's but you still are an adult and need to afford to have a life you know you might already have kids you might you, you still want to like be an adult so uh it's hard to say like it's hard to classify any job as um the as, a, as a, like a, a a beginner job where it's like once you're past this level you shouldn't be having these beginner jobs anymore you should be on to the I, maybe we should have another class of jobs for that next level where it's like okay you're you're clearly an adult and you shouldn't be working at a mcdonald's or something like that I don't know. that is very true you opened my mind to a new way of thinking about it because i definitely yeah the prison system in america is fucked up it's not just high school workers Flipping your fries or flipping your burgers and cooking your fries, you know. To get back on track, their Cali Burger Flippy McFlip face is flipping the burgers 2000 They pay their employees on average 13 to $14 an hour. It's a little higher Pretty class. Pretty good for a burger place. Even for a higher class burger joint. Maybe it's because they have so much customer turnover. If they, if they can get a Flippy McFlipper to cook up 2,000 burgers a day... I, let's hope that these humans are getting these customers in and out of the door fast enough that they can get more and more people in and maybe make more money, paying more, co- paying very more true, your employees Very better. true, John and I mean, if you don't have to pay a fry cook, you can pay your server a lot better. <laughs> that is very true. You can buy better ingredients. You can buy better promo. You can buy better marketing people. But I imagine this flippy robot has got to be as much as the freaking building almost. I think, like, I think there was an estimate around $100,000. That's, that's not a cheap freaking robot but if man. you think about it so say that probably lasts 10 to 15 years an average fry cook probably 30,000 25 30,000 a year for like three years like that pays like, off they, like, right away there's got to be some kind of turnover on these fry cooks like they can't be sticking very much i doubt that cali burgers keeping fry cooks for more than three years well it's interesting that you said that because the ceo of the cali group john miller when asked about the future stated the difficulty of keeping employees in the kitchen is the difficultest yeah no that's not right yeah it's the hardest say the difficulty of keeping employees in the kitchen is the hardest we train them they work on the grill they realize it's not fun and so they leave and drive ubers we we <laughs> know about this ubers. we know about in our yes. where we work People think it's fun. Yeah, they they're think like, it's I'm going to come cuddle with your dog all day. And then they realize it's mounds of shit that they have to clean up all the time. Whoa, these dogs aren't that nice. It's a very <laughs> high turnover business. So I definitely can understand where if you could get a robot that can take care of dogs, why not invest in that? Well, Kelly Burger, they're going to stick with it because they, they see the investment. They're hoping to iron out the kinks. They're hoping to iron out, maybe even get that. I think if you get it down to like a thousand, fifteen hundred a day, just slow it down for your employees right. until they get up higher or you can make robots 
to do those employees' jobs. And I mean, the 2,000 burgers a day, that's got to put some wear and tear on your robot. Like, uh, I might want to bring it down just so he doesn't break down on you. But Cali Burger is hoping to have Flippy McFlipface up and running across 50 other locations across the United States I think soon. They should de- I, I'd say stick with it because you're already the first. You know, you might as well ride off on that publicity of being the first with McFlippy. You can't fight the future. It's They're definitely coming. Like any anybody who wants more money is going to want to do these robots, I would imagine. I think people would just go there just to see the Just to machine. see the robot, right? There yeah. used to be. Definitely right now with the Cali Burger, I would go there to see the robot. If I found out that every place had a robot, I'd, it wouldn't matter to me anymore. Exactly. There used to be a Krispy Kreme near here, and they would show you how they make their original Krispy Kreme donut. Oh, And yeah, we, I, I would just that. go there that. just to watch them make the donuts and then oh i'm there might as well get 12 donuts i don't think i'll ever lose that image of watching Krispy cream donuts coming off the conveyor belt just coated in the glaze i definitely remember that where was that place like maple grove or something like that we had one just down here in st paul i wish they'd bring Krispy cream back every now and then i'll find them in a store or something and i'll grab a bunch and i think there's I like one them. or two locations in minnesota they're, they're so good i've never been upset about eating Krispy cream and i'll never not do it have you bought Krispy creams <laughs> drunk oh uh if i was able to find them at the store but whether i was drunk or not i would have bought them what are your thoughts on technology taking over say skynet you watch black mirror you seen it what are your thoughts about the future what are your thoughts about our future uh it makes me nervous so so i'm more into the arts field if i was in like if i was in a technology field or any kind of uh factory job or anything like that i would be very nervous i'd be like okay these robots are coming and it seems like they're coming quicker than they ever have before like it is there are more robots popping up all the time until a robot can i don't know perform then or do a good thing then i'll then i'll be upset then i'll be nervous even then i guess i guess a robot could do my job in there because all i do is light so if they know how to i'm basically i'm basically the guy who programs the robots they're just not the best robots i guess someday i'd be yeah, nervous but right now i'm not nervous definitely in the creative field i'm not feeling the heat but yeah if you're in the As labor a, field yeah. a manufacturing field right it's it's coming tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get ready for it. You probably should start picketing right now. All right. Are you ready for we didn't we got controversial. We got some thoughts out there. People are going to comment on this and they're gonna say mean things. Getting right? getting welcome, things buzzing. Welcome to the podcast world. People get pissed off. I'm just glad we're away from the animal sex part. Oh, we're coming back right oh, it's now. Full circle. Good, good. No, this is from the Cambridge News UK. I just want to, your first time guest host here, a lot of our stories come from the UK or the South. I think they get a wider range of publicity. Because if you hear about something crazy that happens in the UK, you're like, oh, oh, the UK. You want to feel better than the UK. So you're like, look <laughs> yeah. at all the crazy things that happens in the UK. Or the same thing with the South. Everyone's like, oh, the South. I just crazy expect things it. And yeah. So when I hear about it, it's like reassuring to me. That one of like, our okay, goals, that seems about right for South Florida. One of our goals for Water Cooler Talk in 2018 is to get a live show from the Waffle House. Have you ever been to a Waffle House? Uh, Like like the original Waffle House? Like any, just a Waffle House in general. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Anytime something crazy happens, there's always a Waffle House. There's always Waffle House. So we need the interesting things to happen around Waffle House. We're going to do a live show there. I had somebody just tell me a joke that Tiger Woods is back and he's doing a lot better because he's got no strings attached and he's just smashing Waffle House chicks. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. Like I definitely see Tiger Woods cruising in a Waffle House and just picking up the drunkest 
blonde white lady who's like clearly like somehow she found wine at the Waffle House. Like yes, has been exactly. drinking wine at the Waffle House and he's got her. Even, even to go more full circle, there's drunk people in the Waffle House all the time. They're buying oh, yeah. waffles. They're contributing to the billion dollar industry. I've definitely breakfast food at night is what I want when oh, I'm drunk. Perkins? Like, yeah, Heck hit me yeah. up at Perkins. I hop anything. Most mostly Perkins though. Pancakes or waffles? Oh, waffles, definitely. I, I go for crispy rather than fluffy. You get more flavor. You can put like their little ridges, cups and everything. Yeah, no, I, I, I like a waffle. Anyways, back to Cambridge News UK. UK, always crazy things happen. Probably the same amount as the US, but we hear more about it. Suspected drug dealer who went 47 days without poo is yes. freed. Lamar Chambers, 24, of Brixton, London. Have you ever been to London? No, never. Never been to the UK or Europe? In- I've, well, I've been, I've been to France, so, okay. so I've, I've been a, across the ocean. All right. Well, Lamar Chambers was arrested by Harlow police on January 17th for failing to stop for police, along with maybe, air quotes on that, enough Class A drugs, which includes heroin, cocaine, ecstasy, and LSD. Oh, man. Come in full circle back to the dolphin fucking to be considered possession with intent to supply. So Lamar Chambers, he doesn't want to stop for police and the police are chasing him because they think he has a class A drug on him. And with that comes a prison sentence of up to seven years and a hefty fine. Lamar Chambers, he obviously does not want to get caught. Because you don't want to go to jail for seven years. No way. That sucks. So police believed in an effort to avoid arrest, Chambers swallowed the entirety of his stash. I can't imagine like that. If you have much drugs in your system, right? And then you have a class A drug enough to sell and then you swallow it all, you're going to be. And and like, I would imagine, is it, is it multiple types of drugs or is it, what did it say? Just one type of drug? They just said a class A drug. They never found the drug. So they have no idea what drug it could have been. What I know of cocaine is I believe it causes you to shit pretty bad. Like if you do, like after a night of doing cocaine the next day, I think you have pretty bad shits. Or but would, like it be, shits. would it be a different sensation I, I, I if you well. swallow it compared to if you ingested it? I would imagine if you swallow it, because I mean, you gum it. But I mean, I mean, I think if you swallow it and then it goes into your system okay. through your stomach, like unless you swallowed the bag and was just hoping to shit the bag later. But I think if any of it, if, you, if, it, if it hits direct to your like stomach acids and then dissolves or goes in your system, it's going to fuck you up for sure. You're, you're going to have a rough night. I think either, even if it doesn't, like it'd still leak through the bag. All right. I'm going to break down Lamar Chambers 47 days of not pooping. Are you ready? 47 days. So Chambers is brought into custody on suspicion of consuming drugs. Day one appears before a court that authorizes his detention. So a court says, hey, we believe the police that you swallowed your drugs. You need to be detained. We're going to wait till you poop this out. They wait two weeks. Nothing. Chambers has yet to pass the suspected drugs. And they post that on Twitter. Because you know you know how police stations are posting on Twitter Let's now? Let's let them know. They said, day 15 today and no movements. Wow. Unless anything changes overnight, then we'll be back to court tomorrow for the third time in this case, requesting a further eight days. So we are on day 16 now. Court rules Chambers will remain in custody for a further seven days. Day 21. No movement from the suspect's bowel reported at 6.20 p.m. If you want to know the exact time that they checked. 6.20 p.m. Did, uh, so, so are they watching him the whole time? Yes, he's like, detained. Well, they're like, feeding him every day. Yeah, I bet. They're, they're like, feeding him water, bitch. food, and they're also, there's a medic every day that's checking him. I feel like he had to have been like pooping just a little bit and hiding they definitely it or put, something. They like, definitely put laxatives here in there. his food. Why wouldn't they? And also like... At a certain point, like after seven days, I would be like, okay, you don't have any proof. 
can you really detain me anymore? Like you haven't, you, like the no evidence has come out. Like if it's not coming out, it's not coming out, man. And I, I guess eventually it did come out. I can't imagine the shit after 47 days, how bad that must have. I'm sure he fucking died. Like I think he had to go to the hospital, right? Yes, he went to the hospital. So now, all right, you would think, yeah, you would think after three weeks of not pooping, not having any evidence, they would let him go, but they don't. Day 23, Chambers breaks British record for spending the most days in custody. Still no movements. From his bowels. 23 days, in case you're wondering, people out there, it was now, it's 47 days because he was in custody for 47 days. Wow. That, 47 days in like, custody is the longest in British history. Yeah. De- detained for that long. I'm, I wonder, like, how much longer would the detainment be if he had actually just given him the drugs? I mean, I guarantee if this was longer in America, than 47 days, but I yeah. guarantee if this was in America, they would be, the police station would be sued. Right. Like, yeah. Crazy. Just like, whoa, you kept me for so long and without any real evidence just without just what you evidence. thought could be that's pretty shocking so day 28 court rules chambers to remain in custody for another seven days it went to the court like eight times to right. get and the court was just like yeah we believe you we Is totally nobody believe you. defending this guy who was the public defender here and he was area? 24 so he was probably not thinking he, and he just swallowed a shit ton of drugs but maybe yeah maybe. but like but two I weeks later he wasn't hopefully your your drug Binge is done, I guess. Day 33. Chambers appears in court for the sixth time. Court grants police's application to extend his custody again. Day 37. For the seventh time, Chambers appears in court only to be heard he will be held in custody till the next court appearance. Day 47. His charges are finally dropped and Chambers is released on bail. They figured that, oh, well, whatever is in his system has been destroyed by his system and there's no evidence left. So I guess... He's had the worst fucking three weeks of his life. <laughs> Let's let him out. Longer than that. That's, almost, yeah, that's, that's over six a month. and a half. Yeah. That's almost six and a half weeks. Oh almost seven God. weeks. Guarantee wow. he definitely did poop. He had to have hide- been hiding it. I don't know. I'll tell you this. I was in a play this last weekend and I had to take a shit really, really badly. And it was only like an hour and a half long play and I thought I was going to die. Like my back was starting to hurt. I had to go so bad. So I can imagine 47 days. I couldn't last two hours. I, well, I'm the done. average person poops once a day. I guess, yeah, I guess the hope is that you've already pooped that day. When asked about the unusual fiasco, Deputy Chief Constable B.J. Harrington said, Police forces have a legal and ethical responsibility for the welfare of anyone brought into police custody. Although an investigation concerning the supply of Class A drugs is routine for our officers, there have, in this case, been some highly unusual circumstances which have attracted natural attention. Of course, if, if you hear about someone who doesn't poop for... A few weeks, that's going to be crazy, but know 47 it. days? It makes me think of that uh, South Park episode where he goes for the biggest shit. Is that the yeah. Randy Marsh one? Right, Randy yeah. Marsh goes for the biggest shit, and Bono uh, hates it because he's he's got to be the best at everything. Well, the deputy chief continues by saying, when detainees are suspected of ingesting, so if you're wondering people at home, why did, he, why did it take so long for him to let go? He says, when detainees are suspected of ingesting or concealing drugs inside their body, we must balance overseeing their welfare and ensuring that all evidence is captured to insert to ensure the best possible chance of prosecution. In some cases, that will involve seeking the continued detention of a suspect as authorized by the courts. So the courts agreed. The courts agreed that eight times that he should be detained to ensure that drugs are passed, retained, and tested. The evidence will then form the basis of subsequent charging decisions and court proceedings. Basically, he's saying we had the right to do this, which I I don't think there was any know, right for them. Maybe to do this. for a few days, but I like, could see like after a week. seven days, you yeah. gotta imagine the drugs are gone. If he was able to ingest 
that much drug with the amount of drugs, whatever. They don't specify how much it was. They was able to ingest that and keep it in. What well, I feel like he almost got punished already. Like that they was a don't... pretty fair punishment for any kind of drug he could have done that day. Oh, definitely to have to go through that. The only right. thing they don't, which is interesting because this is basically the police report that this article talks about. They don't talk about his well-being. I want to know kind of what mind frame he was right. in. Was he like present? Was he, what was, where was he at with Yeah, it? was he like, did he ever say no, I I don't have any drugs in me or well, I'm sure he did that say that I'm sure times. but like but if you're I, like I, well, I, if you're like high out of your mind I mean he's not going to be high out of his mind for that 47 days unless it's like that I limitless drug where it slowly fades into his body right for maybe that first week he's super high out of his mind and then after that he's like okay get me the heck out of here yeah, man give me the heck, like, I know so my I'm rights. still not charged with anything yet do you want to know what happens if you don't poop uh, you could get really sick I think going yeah, like septic probably. toxic buildup in the right, body yeah. organs shut down so he definitely had to poop oh i wonder if he, he organs like what's this nurse doing does she not look at him like he had to have been looking pretty bad by day 45 yeah and as we said he did go to the hospital after but it wasn't life-threatening i don't know i don't know how the body works i want to make this statement right now i am not a doctor i don't want anyone his mouth was the only place he could think of to stash these drugs maybe it was a human centipede type deal where he just sh- never seen that movie have you seen it i can't watch the whole thing i've definitely seen chunks of it but it's just not my type of horror movie to watch I, I agree with just that. I've gore. never seen it. I've heard about it. Not going to go there. I, I, I like. I get it. You know, like I, I think I get it. And same with the movie Teeth. I don't know if you ever heard of that I one. No, it's a. Uh, this lady has uh, teeth on her the inside of her vagina, and what? Uh, and it is just one mishap after another of things getting bitten off. I just get you've seen the really. Punisher. That's all you need to know. Uh, unless you're really dying to see the movie, that's that's the gist of it. And and you're gonna you're do just fine in life. Don't not that, not interested. Not knowing anymore. After after saying that, I'm not interested. But you've seen like the Punisher, the TV show. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy the new Punisher. When it gets violent, like that stuff just turns me off. I don't want to see don't that. Like that too much because yeah. I you kind of get that perception of ooh, I can't. Kind of feel that happening, right? To me. Like I, I, I definitely like cringe hands, a lot. Right yeah. back to Shape of Water. This guy gets his fingers messed up really early in the movie, and he keeps messing with them the whole time. And you're just like, "Please stop playing with your fingers; they're getting really gross." By the end of it, they're just disgusting, like rotten. Well, that Ugh. is a good turnaround to our first story. We did have some interesting stories. What was your favorite story of the day? We had the Shape of Water would have been less popular if she fucked a dolphin. Reports guy who once fucked a dolphin. America has a billion dollar drunk shopping problem flippy the burger flipping robot is on a break already and most recently suspected drug dealer who went 47 days without having to poo is freed my favorite had to be uh flippy the burger flipping robot robots they're coming it's a it's a thing that's gonna happen and i think it's pretty interesting actually just seeing how they're all kind of integrating into our lives and then all of a sudden what are we gonna do well, like, i think alexa I think, is right she knows everything about so people. With like, this is pretty, pretty out there, but with the turn of the century and the industrial age coming into play, we didn't need children to be working as much. They could be children. And like, then we developed that, oh, they need childcare. And now there's this thing called a teenager. And you know, they did not everybody started work when they're in second grade, you know, they are not even second grade, six years old, you know, whatever. And so now we're getting to a point where you need adults less and less. And so it's almost like, 
are we going to create a whole new version of adults, like a even older, like, a, like hopefully it goes to the end of the line where the eldest of us can take a little bit more of a break. But I think it might, it probably will put more people out of work, but maybe it'll create something like teenage years when you're in your twenties and thirties. Well, I think it's going to be very interesting because also with robots coming, medical advances, people are going to start living longer. True. That's the thing that people are going to be living longer. They're not necessarily going to be living and yeah. thriving. They're going to be alive, but I, I can't imagine that they're going to be out and about and not connected to something. Oh, and I think with the prices of everything rising, with robots right. are coming in. So now things are going to cost more because people are making less. I think that's how economics work. Right. That people, when they get to that older age, they're going to have to continue to work because they need to, they're living longer. They still have to pay all these bills. Things are more expensive. It's going to be a it mess. It could turn into that movie timeless with Justin Timberlake where everybody's got like a clock on them and the richest of you can live the longest the poor people they their talk their clock runs out a little bit quicker that was a very good concept I wish it would have been better a better movie yeah I do like JT but um I think the movie could have been better all right Ryan well that was water cooler talk the number one podcast in America voted by my mom what are your thoughts I loved it it was it was a great time very fun good topics Fun, yeah. fun conversation. We got to delve into my love for fast food. Yeah, we got I into could, fast food. I could talk snacks and fast food for Maybe days. we'll have to have a special snacks-related episode. Like get some updates on new snacks coming out or something. We did, when my mom was on the podcast, we did have a special Mother's Day episode. So, oh, that's sweet. So maybe the next time you're on, we'll have to have a special snacks episode. Nice, nice. That's I nice. always do see Maybe I'll bring my mom. Yeah, bring your mom. I can bring my mom. We can just get a whole bunch group of moms. I mean, if anybody knows anything about my snack eating habit, it's the lady who bought so many snacks for me. Was she a mom who cooked delicious food? She definitely cooked. What was her go to meal? Ooh, meal. Uh, She makes enchiladas a lot and I'm actually not a fan of her enchiladas. I don't like them. But she makes Whoa, coming at your mom. I know. Maybe it's because I don't like them is why I think she makes them so much. But her tamales are out of this world. Tamales are so good. And like anything she bakes is delicious. We make these fantastic wontons. Oh, man. It's it's a BL family recipe that has been gone down. All right. That is the podcast. Usually, Ryan, I have on the spot. I need either a funny story, another funny joke, or if you want to take out the guitar and do a song, you can also do that. But uh, I have to put you on the spot right now. To I'm going to take out, out the guitar. Okay. I'm going to play you some smoke on the water, but just the little All right. riff. All right. Just so Deep Purple knows, we're not going to be paying you for this. <laughs> yeah. Take it away. You're welcome. All right, guys, we will see you in two Thursdays. This is the story of a podcast that takes weird news from across the world. And while many of these stories may seem fake, they're absolutely not because they're real. What an episode. What a guest. What a time. Thank you once again to Ryan for being the first official guest of Water Cooler Talk podcast. Make sure to support him Every time he returns in future episodes, he's uh, he's going to show up a few more times. Just a fantastic guest and even more fantastic person. I even, <laughs> this is another fun fact from this episode. I even remember this being an episode where I didn't record the first 20 minutes or so. I've done that more episodes than I care to admit. For some reason, I just forget to hit record. You start getting into the conversation and you're like, oh, shoot. 
I should probably be recording this. Uh, but the patient of early guests, even guests of newer episodes, helping to make sure we get this right, I applaud each and every one of you. Without their commitment to helping build better conversations, the show would be nothing. So thank you. But anyways, to the corrections for episode number one of Water Cooler Talk. In the second story discussing America's drunk shopping problem, the Taco Bell item I had mentioned was the Cinnabon Delights. Absolutely delicious, still on the menu, at least here in Minnesota. Uh, they also ended up bringing out some Captain Crunch flavor Taco Bell. Always have my love. Furthermore, from that story, we discussed if men or women get drunk more. Men do tend to drink more than women, but women tend to get drunk easier. So hence, they don't need to spend as much on alcohol, since women tend to have more body fat, which impacts how the body breaks down alcohol. Interestingly enough, I found out they have less water in their bodies than men, and the enzyme that breaks down alcohol in the liver is less persistent in women than men. And finally, from that story, millennials are considered those born from 1981 to 1996, and Gen X is considered to be from 1965 to 1980. In the third story discussing Flippy, the burger flipping robot, who I believe has been mentioned in a few other episodes. The finger in the chilies at Wendy's was a scam. The woman who made the claim in 2005, which cost Wendy's $21 million in business, would later come clean about the scam, which, by the way, just how she got a hold of a finger, that whole story was quite the read. I highly recommend reading about the woman who tried to scam Wendy's with a amputated finger. The Family Guy clip included in the episode was from episode 9 of season 10 titled Grumpy Old Man, and to complete the corrections for this story, the salary of an American fry cook is between $17,000 to $30,000 a year. In our final story of the episode discussing delayed bowel passages, he did not end up doing a Waffle House show in 2018. I definitely now to be truthful, I definitely tried many times, but it is a lot harder than it may seem to book a Waffle House to record a podcast. You know, I, I guess maybe I should have found a guest who was just willing to go for it, do a little uh, covert recording. But interestingly enough, we have not had a lot of Waffle House related stories in later episodes. Maybe a uh, return to the Waffle House is needed. For everyone listening, you heard it here first. On the question of does cocaine make you poop, yes, yes it does. Oftentimes cocaine is not pure and can be mixed with the likes of laxatives or other irritants. Plus, it's a poison to the body and that's one of the many ways your body tries to rid the system of poison. As far as when those baggies for drugs would have dissolved in that man's stomach if he did ingest, uh, I wasn't really able to get too much of a clear answer from the few former meth addicts I talked to this about, but the average guess would be about a day or two for the plastic bag to digest and another week of the drugs digesting into the system until the drugs would completely dissolve. And finally, the episode of South Park where Randy Marsh sets the record for the biggest poop was episode 9 of season 11 titled More Crap. And the final correction of the episode, Ryan mentioned the Justin Timberlake Time movie was titled Timeless. It is actually titled In Time. Timeless was a series about a team attempting to stop a mysterious organization from changing the course of history through time travel. All right, water coolings, that's the first official episode of Water Cooler Talk coming to a wrap. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. And once again, thank you to Ryan for being the guinea pig of the show and helping shape the, the, the future of something I love doing talking about some of the strangest and most weird news stories the world has to offer. But anyways, that's your corrections. That's your episode. So get out of This is the story of a podcast that takes weird news from across the world 
And while many of these stories may seem fake, they're absolutely not, because they're real. <laughs>